I'm Eric Priante Martin, and this is Green Seas, a podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. So I'd like to call to order the special session um, with a roll call vote. We're listening to a meeting in Eureka, California, as officials in this town's Port Authority discuss what could be its next gold rush. All right. How about the Pledge of Allegiance? Chris, would you like to lead us? Eureka took its name from the exclamation that prospectors shouted when they discovered gold. The town played a role as a shipping hub when Northern California was a hotspot for mining the commodity in the 1800s. Fast forward to 2022, and these officials were meeting to consider a deal aimed at positioning the city as a port for another potentially lucrative commodity, offshore wind. The Port Authority was about to sign an agreement with Crowley Wind Services that would launch exclusive negotiations with the company to develop a terminal to serve the offshore wind industry. This is Larry Oetker, Humboldt Bay Harbor Recreation and Conservation District's Executive Director. Why is this happening right now? Um, The reason why it's happening right now is because the Bureau of Offshore Energy Management did their uh, final public sale notice, uh, that the final sale notice would, uh, of the auction areas 30 miles offshore, nothing to do with the port of Humboldt, but approximately 21 to 30 miles offshore, that there will be a public sale by the Bureau of Offshore Energy Management on December 6th. And so that has basically created a flurry of activity uh, within the offshore wind industry uh, to really focus on the port of Humboldt Bay. That flurry is seen in the groundswell of interest in the five leases that the federal government is auctioning, three of which are off Eureka, and two in Southern California's Morro Bay. California is aiming to have up to 5 gigawatts of offshore wind capacity by 2030, as U.S. President Joe Biden targets 30 gigawatts by the same time frame for the whole country. The state is also gunning for 25 gigawatts by 2045. Recharge, which covers the renewable sector, has reported that 43 developer consortia have lined up to participate in the bidding for what could become 4.5 gigawatts of generation capacity. That is more than double the number of players in the last big offshore wind auction for Waters Off New York. Tim Ferry is Recharge's U.S. offshore wind editor. Well, is a huge opportunity. The resources are are great, especially in Northern California off the Humboldt area. Um, it's about over 10 meters per second, which is which is really excellent resource um, compared to when you're looking at the Massachusetts wind energy areas. You're looking more like eight to nine. So uh, California, uh, Northern California, Southern Oregon are both both excellent resources. Um, but there are a number of challenges facing. Uh, facing the state as it goes forward and facing the country as it goes forward. Those challenges include deep water, and that means that, unlike the U.S. East Coast, offshore wind off California will involve floating turbines. Rough seas will make installation harder, and there are looming question marks over offtake and transmission. Another major challenge is a shortage of ports to serve the offshore wind sector. And that brings us back to Humboldt Bay.
As Tradewinds has reported, the wind services unit of Florida maritime company Crowley is aiming to build the Humboldt Bay offshore wind heavy lift marine terminal at the site of a shuttered lumber mill and an old dock. Jeff Andrini, the vice president of Crowley Wind Services, said the company has ports at the center of its strategic vision for serving the offshore wind sector. That's because they are the nexus for the supply chain that is required to build and run the facilities offshore. The company, which is developing another terminal in Massachusetts, has been in talks with the Humboldt Bay Port District for a year and a half. And I remember the first time that I went there, Eric and I said, if we can get this, it's the crown jewel of anything that we will do in the United States. And the reason I say that is the West Coast is entirely different than the East Coast as it uh, pertains to terminal availability. I'm a Californian, and I've driven every inch of the state's coasts. It's made up of craggy cliffs, protected shorelines, dense cities, and ports that are already packed to the gill. What it doesn't have is space for many new port terminals. Andrini said there are four possibilities. One whose port authority is uninterested at the moment, another with height restrictions, and another with aging nuclear reactors in the way, whose lives have recently been extended. That means Crowley's proposed terminal would not just serve the offshore wind farms in nearby Humboldt Bay, it would also be in a position to serve projects down in Southern California, including Morro Bay, and up to Washington State. And California needs more than ports. The offshore wind sector will need tugs, barges, and other vessels that meet the stringent standards that are going to be required to serve the wind farms, including alternative fuel systems and engine efficiency requirements. But Andrini said Crowley's foothold in Humboldt Bay remains the most important opportunity the company has secured yet. Because California, as you know, is going to be huge in this market. Their aspirations are the same as the nation. Here's some more stories on sustainability and the business of the ocean. Tradewinds reporters have taken a deep dive into the offshore wind vessel sector. My colleague Paul Peachy has found that rising markets are teeing up tougher competition between the renewables and fossil fuels industries for ships that can serve both sectors. And correspondent Adam Corbett reports that offshore wind farm development in Japan is picking up pace. Investors should call on shipping and its customers to slash operational carbon emissions. That's the conclusion of the Environmental Defense Fund, or EDF, and the Maersk McKinney Moeller Center for Zero Carbon Shipping in a joint report. The report lays out a series of asks that shareholders should make of maritime transportation providers and their customers. Andrew Howell is EDF's Director of Investor Influence. The key is we don't have enough time just to wait until we have a perfect solution. You know, action needs to be taken much sooner than that in order um, to um, stay on path for um, a reasonable climate outcome. Uh, and therefore, it's very important for companies to start taking actions now. And finally, methanol has won a key endorsement after China Costco Shipping placed $3 billion worth of orders for Megamax container ships using the fuel. The company's Costco Shipping Holdings Unit said two of its subsidiaries have placed orders for a dozen of the large ships. The two liner companies signed deals at two different Chinese shipyards. Read all these stories and more at Tradewinds News. Dot com. Music for this episode is by Amoxie.